What's going on, chit-chatters? Welcome to another episode of Coaching for Millennials. In today's show, I'm going to talk to you about fear. And before you say anything, I want to focus on the opposite of fear. And the opposite of fear, if you don't know already, is love. And we're going to dive into how these two really powerful feelings and emotions are connected to one another, but also how we as human beings relate to them and the impact that it has in us, the people around us, our lives, what we do, so all the things. So let's dive into this episode, bring your favorite drink and your pen and paper, and let's get going. Are you struggling to find your purpose in life? Do you feel like something is missing and you need some guidance? Do you often feel unfulfilled with what you're doing on a day-to-day basis? Well, I'm here to tell you, you don't have to feel that way anymore. I'm here to help you through your journey in life to gain clarity, find purpose, and passion. My name is Jose Miguel Longo. I'm a gay Hispanic, a husband, dog daddy, advocate for social justice and DEI, ally for all LGBTQ+, a career and life coach, and millennial born in 1983. I have spent my time since the age of 14 working my way around the world of work. I know my God-given talents are to help those around me to gain clarity in their lives while finding their passion and purpose. For the last decade, I've spent my time coaching college students and alums from all three generations, X, Y, and Z, and designing their career stories and mapping what they want to do in their lives. Whether it's gaining clarity in who you are and what you're meant to do, learning to build a resume or write a cover letter, holding you accountable and building your career journey or designing your life. The podcast Coaching for Millennials is a how-to guide for all things career, life, and a sprinkle of everything in between. It is an all-inclusive space for meaningful conversations on topics happening in our world right now. It is a space for people to go on a holistic journey in uncovering their passion and purpose. I'm here for all generations, no matter what you identify as. If you're seeking to transition from a career industry or job to another, or ready to transform your life completely, I got you, boo. Whatever the fantasy you're trying to create, let me make it happen. If you're ready to start the journey to explore your passion and purpose, get focused on gaining clarity to transform you to a place that will fuel you, inspire you, and sprinkle some joy and laughter in between, it's time to dive into Coaching for Millennials. All right, Chit Chatters, so let's dive into this episode. In the intro, I had mentioned that today I'd be talking about fear and the opposite of fear and what that emotion or feeling is, and it's love. And before we dive into that, I want to kind of reflect and check in on all of you, see how you all are doing. Um, it's obviously been a week since I posted a last my last episode. Um, I had no intentions, to be really honest, of waiting so long to post a new episode, but some life events have ultimately just delayed me in the process of sharing with you more information and being able to come to you all with a new episode. So I'm here now, um, which is the best part, but also I want to reflect on that. So I'm going to ask, how was your Thanksgiving? And for my friends in the U.S. who listen to the show, I hope you all had a blessed 
blessed, amazing day surrounded about surrounded by families and friends and loved ones and maybe new friends and new family um, that you've made. I know for me, my Thanksgiving was beautiful, but it was also exhausting. I think that the reason it was probably exhausting is because I have so much going on in my life, personally and professionally, that I'm trying to process all the things, which also led me to thinking about what I wanted to talk about in this week's coaching, life coaching, um, backslash, all the things, emotional intelligence type of episode. I know if you remember or if you recall me mentioning um, about a month or so ago, I had said, I'm striving to record three episodes a week. One episode is on just coaching in general, life and all the things, kind of like that mantra of mindfulness, so to speak. And then the second episode of the week would be something around a career topic. And the third would be with a guest. So I'm still striving for that. You know, we're all works in progress. We all strive to be the best versions of ourselves. And I am very aware, (laughs) I've become better and better as a person when I practice self-awareness. I'm very aware of where I am emotionally and mentally in my life. But it takes sometimes more work out of you to be aware of it and the process of what you need to go through to assess and, and live with your emotions and feelings can be very draining and very stressful. So to give you a little bit of context, um, I got a new job. I have a new job that I will be starting very, very soon. And I wanted this, I wanted to work for this company. I'm not going to mention the company's name just yet because there's an episode that's going to be airing talking about that particularly um, in the near future. But I I'm excited. I'm blessed. I'm so grateful that I finally found an opportunity and I'm looking forward to moving into my new role and it's a new journey and it's definitely different um, from what I'm used to doing. I've been working in higher education for 12 years. It's a long time. Um, it's where I've spent most of my adult career. And I say adult career because I'm 38, but in your 20s, you're still a kid. That's how I see it. You're probably an adult by the number of age, but you're still learning and you're still growing. And even in your 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s, you're still learning and growing. When I was in my 20s, I was a hot mess. And even though I had it together, I was just learning and kind of faking it till I make it. And Yeah, parts of life you still require to fake it till you make it. But I had a really clear intention of where I wanted my career to be and where I wanted to do. And I was very fortunate to have been blessed with the opportunity of uncovering my talents and gifts at a very young age. When when I started to go through the process of searching for a job, which many of you who listen to the show already know that I had been doing that this year, I took me a minute to commit to the idea of leaving higher education. And now that the time, my time is kind of coming to an end in my current job and in the work that I've been so passionate about and doing for over a decade, I'm getting a little bit emotional, so I apologize. It's a lot to process. And I'm crying. Why am I crying? Um, It's a lot to process, and I haven't really 
processed it. Um, and there's a lot of change that's coming with my new job, which I'm so excited for. Again, the idea behind what I'm talking to you about today is that intentionality behind processing your fears and your emotions is a journey. And you need to give yourself time and space to acknowledge those emotions and give yourself time and space to process those emotions so that when you move into the next chapter of whatever journey you're writing for yourself or whatever the chapter is that you're writing for yourself, you are still practicing with self-awareness, but you're not carrying the emotional, I don't want to call it baggage, but the emotional hazard <laughs> probably might be a good word instead of baggage. I don't know. We all have baggage, right? But you're not carrying it with you. It's a lot of weight to hold. And the reason, you know, kind of bringing it together, the reason fear and love are aligned as an emotion and why love is the opposite of fear. For me, it's the fear of going into something new and processing, am I going to be successful at this? We're humans. Fear is an emotion and we think about it. And anything that we do, there's fear applied to it. But how you process the fear and how you remove the limiting belief that comes with it is totally up to you. And how you go through this and how you do all this and processing is your emotional intelligence. And you've heard me talk about fear and love and intelligence and all those things a lot. But here's the thing. It's what I do well. It's what I understand. It's how I cope and how I process. And it wasn't until I got to my mid-30s that I've became so self-aware in how to process my emotions. I'm a Virgo, and if anybody follows the astrological signs, Virgos are probably the most emotional creatures, and they live with their feelings. Trust me when I say this. Not that I get offensive or I get upset or that I don't have thick skin. Believe me, I have all those things growing up in a house where I did. Um, and if you've heard the podcast, you know what I'm talking about. But it comes from a place of being able to acknowledge where you are in the moment, how are you feeling and what are you believing and what is the emotions that are coming into it? And not everybody can master that mindset. That's why there's coaches and people like me to support that journey. And before you jump all over me saying, oh, please don't go into a rant about how you coach people about this. No, I'm not going to do that. But I want to educate you on something relevant to what emotional intelligence and mindset is. And then we can move on from it. There's two forms of emotional intelligence. One is intropersonal and the one is intrapersonal. So one is the intro, I-N-T-R-O, and the one is the inter, I-N-T-E-R. And with these two types of emotional intelligence, now, let me remind you, there's probably, there are more, not probably, there are more types, but the ones that are more holistically focused on us as individuals are spread surrounded by those two. And there's, at the very surface level, because there's a lot of psychology that comes into emotional intelligence, at the very surface level, it's creating an awareness around which one is focused in your mind and your world and what you're experiencing. So for me, um, the intro personal, and not just for me, I should rephrase that, the intro personal period 
is focused around the you, your emotions, your ability to be aware of them, knowing, you know, how to process them and where they're coming from, identifying and creating the awareness because it requires you to identify to create the awareness, um, how you're experiencing it and what is actually happening. We humans, and I'd say this is more, this is happening more in our younger generations, our Gen Zers and really young millennials and whatever our next generation is being labeled these days. There is a you really unique thing happening where people are experiencing enormous amounts of stress, enormous amounts of anxiety, enormous amounts of depression, and mental health, which is surrounded by all of those things that I just mentioned, is part of the awareness and journey. I believe that folks who say, oh my God, my anxiety, or oh my God, I'm so stressed out, or oh my God, I just can't cope, or I just can't, like, those are all triggers. And we result to, we revolt to identifying those triggers with our feelings and our emotions, which is how that intro personal becomes so important. When you say something like that, you're really not feeling what it is that you're saying you're feeling. It's your way of coping to say, hint, hint, something is happening, but I don't know how to process it. And so the idea behind emotional intelligence and why it's so important and why it's become very you know, popular in a way of coaching people and providing therapy is helping people understand where they are when these thoughts and feelings are occurring, understanding what the thoughts and feelings are, so you have to identify them, and then identifying what's triggering them, and then developing the awareness around the emotion so that you can process it. I hope that makes sense. But from the most part, you know, ultimately the, the ideation is that we as human beings are creating self-awareness around our emotions and our ability to process them and acknowledging when they're happening so that we're not constantly feeling and walking around like we're always stressed out or we're always feeling depressed or we're always feeling anxious. Older generations have thicker skin and not that younger generations don't, but we, I say we because we had to learn to become rough on the exterior, rough on the edges, and not spend time processing our feelings. We didn't have time for that. Whereas now, and I think that this is a cultural shift that even older millennials and, you know, Gen Y and Gen Z, I mean, (laughs) Gen X and Gen Y, um, are taking more self-awareness on processing what they're experiencing because... The pandemic has caused us to do this. And so I think for me, when I talk about all the things that have been happening the last week or so, is that the clock is ticking. I am a little scared, but that scared feeling is not a bad scared feeling. It's more of me being aware and processing leaving something I've done 
for so much of my life and something that I do so well that I love so much to jumping into something new and exciting and rewarding and invigorating and energizing and all of those positive ideas that come with change and 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 starting a new um, career and and I'm not really starting a new career. Let's be honest. I'm just transitioning from one type of educate one form of education to another. It's just a different field in the education space. That does work with higher education, but not working directly with um, students. So here's the thing. When we think about our fears, everyone struggles to admit that they're fears. Fears have this negative connotation behind them that they're they're there because we shouldn't be talking about them because if you say them out loud, they might they might actually happen. Or the fear of something happening and if you don't want to talk about it because that means it's going to happen, that kind of situation. But the fear we carry in life and the fear that holds us back back from experiencing the things that we want most or the fear that holds us back from jumping into doing something different that we've never experienced. There's so many ways to categorize it and it can be situational and it can be psychological, but I think we as humans don't spend enough time processing the emotion around fear which causes us to have the feelings of anxiety, depression, stress, et cetera, et cetera. Now, when it comes to love, because remember I said the opposite of fear is love. When it comes to love, there's a part of you in, in, your, in your psyche that is focused on the idea of how you could love what the fear is pushing on or bringing on. And how you can process that. And your fear of actually doing it is because you're uncomfortable. The idea of actually leaning in with a little bit of courage and shifting your mindset that's causing the fear is where you need to lead yourself. Now, this is why, going back to the coaching piece, people like me exist. Because it's the opportunity for you to connect with a person who provides interpersonal emotional intelligence. Now, interpersonal, to give you an explanation, is helping understand others' emotions and helping them process them. It's also being able to identify social awareness around emotion and the ability to influence and manage the intelligence around it. So, in, in, in theory... Therapists, coaches, psychiatrists, psychologists, um, teachers, mentors, these people, these individuals, your parents, right? Their, their innate ability to hear and listen to you as a person, as an individual, is to support you and provide empathy in your ability, well, and their ability to understand you as in a person. But at the same time, to give the space to process what those emotions are 
and give the space to understand what's triggering them and what's causing them. Now, they may not be able to understand how to process it with you, which is why you go to a professional or a coach or whatever it might be who understands these things. I'm, I'm, I've been working for a while now. I have emotional intelligence um, coaching in my practice, but I'm actually working to become an official emotional intelligence coach. Um, it's, it's actually a, a master mindset coach, but emotional intelligence practice and theory and um, leading it is, is part of it. And I've, I'm very passionate about it because I feel like when I look back at the podcast and the coaching that I do and how I coach people, emotional intelligence is very involved with it. And so I've... I've just taken that extra leap to further educate myself and being able to be armed with all of the resources and tools that go with it because that's what makes you better. So I know I'll have more episodes that are just holistically focused on the, the, the idea and the topic around emotional intelligence. But for the purpose of this episode, I wanted to go through my, my current journey of emotional intelligence with what I'm experiencing Um, it's been hard. Like I have to process the idea of leaving something that I really, really love. And you're probably saying, oh, why can't you stay? There's more to come on that. If you listen to the podcast, you'll know why. And this means you have to be, um, a listener who's listened to a lot of the episodes when they talk about this kind of stuff, because I've been leaving Clint, I've been leaving like little, um, (laughs) little nuggets here and left and right Easter eggs about what's been happening in my career. But I, it's so amazing. Like I've had so much more growth and opportunity in the last two years of my career, even with everything that's happening that I've had since I started my career. And I say that because, and I say started my career because I had a past life where I was in account manager in sales and I did international sales for a company overseas and I was in my early 20s and I thought I was a hot shot and I had a big office and I made really good money and I did all the things and I grew really well doing sales like sales was fun I enjoyed the thrill of being competitive with my peers but also the idea of like making good money and then the stock market and the crash of 20, 2008 <laughs> happened. Um, and that was really shitty. And I had to reassess. And I went back to school. And I started to invest in myself. And I was going to school at the same time. But I really went into deep in school and trying to figure out what am I meant to do. I knew sales wasn't going to be forever. Although I wanted it to be forever. But I knew that it wasn't going to be an actual long-term career. And I had been working doing sales since I was probably 15 or 16, I remember I worked at Wendy's first, was my very first job. So kudos to anybody who worked in fast food. I did that for about a year and a half. And I still did that while I moved into a new job working in sales at Radio Shack. How about Radio Shack? I love Radio Shack. Um, So I started doing sales. Like I did it for almost 10 years of my life. From the time that I was 16, like I said, 15, 16, till I was about 26, 27. And then I moved into teaching and I was teaching while I was still doing sales, 
but I didn't know that I was teaching. It was just a weird thing. But that's not what this conversation's about. I digress. The The whole point of it is, is that I, I've been looking at all the beautiful opportunities that I've been blessed with um, the last two years of my career, including the one that I'm going into, but also the fact that I launched a coaching practice and I'm booked with clients, the fact that I keep getting opportunities to partner and collaborate. I'm teaching a brand new course that's coming out in um, February, but it's part of a th- it's part of three courses. So I'm the middle. Someone's teaching the first part in January. I'm teaching the second part in in February, and then the third part is being um, taught in April. I want to say they're each the course is six weeks long. So I'm designing that. I have my own courses coming out too. Um, I've created two amazing programs that I think are really influential to someone's career objectives and goals. Um, if you haven't heard the last podcast episode from last f- Thursday or Friday or maybe Wednesday, um, November 24th, I think that was Wednesday. Maybe it was Tuesday. I can't remember. But I talked about the Launch Your Career Bundle, which is specific to the 20-something population or anybody who's a recent high school graduate um, or someone who is in their for one or two years of their career. And then I talked about the job search pivot, which by the way, both of these bundles, both of these packages, I should say, still have amazing promotions going. So don't be scared to jump into episode 103 where I break down the two promotions um, and I talk about the launch your career bundle, which is still an amazing price um, for $7.97. I know that I had the 100 off promo up until Monday, and that has flown the coop temporarily. I may bring it back until the end of the year. Don't know yet. Don't ask. Um, I may just make an announcement about it. But ultimately, if you want to learn more about the Launch Your Career Bundle, go listen to episode 103. An amazing opportunity for a $2,500 value for only $7.97, okay? And that, like I said before, the Launch Your Career Bundle is specific to early career practitioners. So that means someone who is in their first his first to three years of their career, someone who's a recent college graduate, or someone who just graduated high school and looking to just start working. And then... I have for my folks who are mid-career or end-career, and this is the job search pivot package. And this package typically runs $3,000. And for the holidays, I took $1,000 off. So it's only $2,000. And you can get six sessions for three months. And you have the ability to make payments on that for up to one year, if that works for you based on your budget. All the details of it are in episode 103. And then the podcast. I I know I digress. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to tell you all the things before I forget them. The podcast. So the podcast is like, hello. It's like the bread and butter. It's how people are finding me to partner and collaborate. It's how I'm connecting with audience who want to be coached and who are reaching out to me because they need the help. And so when I think about ending my a 12-year career in higher education. I started in 2009 while I was still an undergrad. Mind you, I went to school and undergrad to be a Spanish teacher. 
and I had started teaching a year and a half prior, I think in 2006 or seven, I became a substitute teacher. And then that's when I decided to actually start thinking about going into education to be a teacher. But then I realized I didn't want to be a Spanish teacher. So it led me into career coaching. Um, so that's why I say like almost 12 years. Um, I, I think about the, how this platform that I've created and I'm hosting and I'm living through and what it's doing for me. And I have to be honest, like if you are all have a dream and you're scared because this is what we're talking about today is fear. If you're scared of wanting to pursue that dream, let's have a conversation. Let's jump on a, on a discovery call because there's no reason why anybody should limit themselves and limit the dreams that they have. Maybe you need to talk about it and assess it and dissect it and create awareness around it to see how you can make that dream happen. I know there are tons of people who are feeling a little bit less motivated by all the things and struggling with where they want to go with creating intention around it, but are unsure of themselves and they need a kick in the ass to help them get back on track, to help them focus their energy, to help them gain clarity on how to do the things because that's part of it, but creating awareness around it. There's a reason why this fear of launching your dream or going for your dreams is part of love because in your heart where the love starts and the love grows you can't let that go it's almost like your brain and your heart are fighting each other and the more time that goes by you're going to feel like it's more difficult to actually do the thing and for me this episode comes from a place of fear out of the newness but also letting go of the thing that I love. When I know in my heart, I'm not really letting go of it. I'm just doing it and creating it in a different way. And I'm so proud of how much I've overcome with my emotions around it. Not just in the sense that like I haven't processed it. Like I'm processing it with you all. This is me processing with you all. Like I was just crying 10 minutes ago. <laughs> this is me being able to acknowledge and put it out there if you're anybody like if you're anything like me I tend to talk out loud in my thoughts and I tell my husband I'll tell him I was like yeah I'm talking out loud because I'm a podcaster and I'm always talking to myself unless I have a guest on the show but I I'm talking it out with you because it's helping me in the process and hopefully helping you uncover some of the emotions and feelings around it that you can create for yourself and being able to, sorry, I just coughed really loud. I didn't want to cough in the mic. Being able to go through that journey of processing those emotions and feelings will help you in uncovering the fear to help you move with your heart. So having said all this, I've been rambling on like usual <laughs> for, for almost 30 minutes, but reminders, Let's dive into your emotional understanding and emotional intelligence about your fears and assess where the love is and let that love shine. 
and let that love really come through and also give the energy that is needed to push through the fears and give it the awareness that it needs to process it so that those triggers that are coming up, you're able to push through and lean on the other side with love. Having said all this, my friends, thank you so much for being the best part of my show. I love every single one of you. I'm so grateful for being able to have this platform. You have no idea how much it means to me. There have been really, really hard times this past year and being able to do this show as often as I could um, has really helped me emotionally and mentally. And I've learned so much along the way and I feel so good about where I'm going. So I can't wait for the next episode. If you're thinking about coaching and you need some support and help, slide into my DMs. Let's just be honest. I talk to so many people on a regular basis through Instagram or Facebook. Um, My inbox stays like crazy, but it doesn't mean that I can't talk to you. Send me a pop into it. Search for me at Jose Miguel Longo, J-O-S-E-M-I-G-U-E-L-L-O-N-G-O on all of the platforms. And maybe LinkedIn is easier for you. Let's create a conversation around you because you have a special gift to share with the world that's just waiting to explode. I hope you have a beautiful weekend and I can't wait to the next episode. Hey, Chit Chatter. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. If you found value in today's episode, be sure to share it with the world. We welcome everyone for listening. And if you'd like, please go on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Those reviews mean everything to me and they help the show grow, as well as for me to know what topics you want to hear from next. Be sure to go visit to coachingwithjoseandmiguel.com or Coaching for Millennials for more up-to-date content, newsletters, blogs, information about coaching for life and career. Thank you so much for being a part of our magical world and for being part of this program. I can't wait to the next episode.